In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. This weekend, we celebrate Memorial Day, and in the church here, Trinity Sunday. Now, when Father Andrew had asked me a few weeks ago if I wanted to preach on May 30th, I said, sure. But before I realized, it was Trinity Sunday. So by that time I, went, time I realized it, it was too late to back out. The good news for you is I'm going to follow the advice of my homiletics professor, who told me, if you try to explain the Trinity for more than 30 seconds, you are bound to venture into heresy. So I'm going to let the Athanasius Creed, which we will recite shortly, be your sermon on the Trinity this year. The bad news is, that's not the end of the sermon. So the other day, I came across a story about Socrates and a young man. One day, a young man came to Socrates and said to him, he came to him searching for knowledge, and Socrates took him down to the river, they waded in, he then grabbed the man and held him under the water. The young man began to struggle and flailed about. When his resistance was just about gone, Socrates pulled him up out of the water and dragged him back to the shore. He asked the young man, when I was holding you under the water, what was the one thing you wanted more than anything else in the world? The young man said, air. So Socrates replied, when you desire knowledge as much as you desire air, you will not have to search for it. And when it comes to our salvation, are we not totally helpless by ourselves? We are a lot like the young man being held under the water. We struggle and flail about trying to get our salvation, but we seek understanding. And was this not what Nicodemus was doing today in the gospel reading? He was seeking Jesus to try to seek understanding. Now, we don't know a lot about Nicodemus other than he was a Pharisee, he was a ruler of the Jews, a scholar, and also a member of the Sanhedrin. And he's because he's only mentioned in John's gospel. We know he was also a teacher because Jesus asked him in verse 10, are you the teacher of Israel, yet you do not understand these things? And being a Pharisee, he was most likely well-versed when it came to law, scripture, and Jewish traditions. And he was also probably a rather important or prestigious person in Jerusalem at the time. But even with all the scholarly knowledge, he knew there was something special about Jesus. He was searching for answers about his salvation and the kingdom of God. He had, Nicodemus had plenty of human knowledge, but what he was searching for was different. It was divine or spiritual knowledge he was seeking out. He could have easily dismissed Jesus like most of his fellow Pharisees did, but instead he sought out knowledge from Jesus. He had seen some of the works of Jesus and knew Jesus was a teacher from a God, a teacher sent from God, as he says in verse 2, when he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And he could have easily tried to teach or lecture Jesus, but instead he humbled himself before Jesus and wanted to learn from him. And he was not too proud or stubborn to seek Jesus out and seek knowledge from him. And this is perhaps the first lesson we can learn from Nicodemus, is to spend time with Jesus. 
For us to have true understanding, we must seek Jesus out. More importantly, we must seek him in humility. So often we come to Jesus wanting him to make sense of our world on our terms. Instead, we need to put aside our pride, stubbornness, or anger, hate, or arrogance, shame, or whatever else it is that you carry with you, and seek out understanding according to Jesus' word. And when we seek out Jesus and put aside our human knowledge and seek out the divine knowledge, and as we seek out Jesus with a humble heart, he will give us understanding and peace that surpasses human understanding. And as we take time each day and sit with Jesus and listen to what Jesus has for us, soaking in his, his word and not seeking to tell him how we want things to be. I know we are all very busy, and finding time to spend quality time with Jesus can be very difficult. But if we look back at the passage, we see that Nicodemus went to Jesus at night. Now, some scholars suggest that Nicodemus, you know, being one of the Jewish leaders who, believed, who actually believed in Jesus, could not confess him openly for fear. If he did, he would be excommunicated, which may explain why he went to Jesus at night. Others say he came at night as an act of prudence or discretion. But if we look back at the previous chapter of John and in the other Gospels, we see that Jesus' ministry was in full gear at this point. And, and just back in the previous chapter, John, we, there was a wedding of Cana and the cleansing of the temple when he chased the money changers and people selling the doves and all sorts of things out of the temple. You see, Jesus was engaged all day in public work. He was surrounded by crowds of people, and Nicodemus would not interrupt him then, nor expect his attention then. But he observed Christ's hour and waited on him when he was at leisure. He waited until the crowds had dispersed so that he could have some one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. And at night, his conversation with Jesus would be more free and less liable for disturbance since there were no crowds or other activities going on. But it was also a time when they were both free from distractions of the day. And this is the second lesson we can learn from Nicodemus. When we spend time praying or reading his word, we should find time when we are free from distractions. Again, this is very difficult for all of us. Now, I remember when my girls were young, it was hard to find time to spend with each one of them free from distractions. If the girls were not at school, they were busy with after-school activities or playdates with friends, and of course, there was my own work schedule. And as a family, we had to schedule or set aside time each week for family time. And when we would spend time, to, when we would spend time together, it got harder and harder as they group got older, but we always found it important to carve out that specific family time. We had to be deliberate and set time aside. That time was blocked out in the calendar and nothing else could be scheduled for that time. We can apply the same strategy to our time with Jesus when we need, where we need to be deliberate with our schedules and find time to go to Jesus without distractions or without interruptions. We can schedule time with Jesus and then we need to turn off the computer, the TV, and the cell phones so we can have that undisturbed time 
to sit and seek out Jesus. Now, it may be hard to adjust to the quiet at first. You may even fall asleep. I admit I have at times. But if you, if we, you do, it's okay, because we're in good company. Remember back when Jesus asked the disciples to pray with him for an hour, what did they do? They fell asleep. But that's okay. But don't mix, mistake that for an excuse to take a nap every day. <laughs> so decide on the best time. Be deliberate and set that time aside to seek Jesus through prayer. And when we pray or read our Bibles, we can let the Holy Spirit guide us. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit to help guide us and help us understand the divine knowledge that Nicodemus was seeking out. But there's a warning here for every one of us. It is easy to sit in a discussion group or to sit in a study or to read books. It is easy to discuss the intellectual truth of Christianity. But the essential thing is to experience the power of Christ. There's nothing more transformational than seeing the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and others. We can easily make the mistake of thinking of Christianity as something to be discussed, not as something to be experienced. It is certainly important to have a knowledge of every aspect of the Christian truth, but it is also just as important to experience the power of Christ working in our lives. And last week, we celebrated the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Now, this is the same Spirit working in each one of us. And the Spirit, it's on the move. And it is, as one author described, a fresh spring breeze. But when you open the window and let the breeze in, it can be very inconvenient, especially for the Nicodemuses of the world, who supposed they have got all things tidied up, labeled, and into neat little piles in their minds. Now, let's face it, we're all similar to Nicodemus in that respect. We want things tidied in our lives and in our minds. But when we truly listen to Jesus, when we truly listening, Jesus' answers can be inconvenient and will require much of us. We all tend to keep our lives sorted into neat little buckets, one for work, one for church, maybe one for friends, and so on. We have things organized, or maybe for some of us, it's just organized chaos. But we tend to plan things out and work hard to keep those plans on track. Then the Holy Spirit comes rushing in, and sometimes our neat little buckets get tossed about, and our plans all change. <clears throat> you see, Chrissy and I had our plans, and they were nice and tidy, and I sensed that God was calling me to something more. We had a vague idea what that was. So we put together a plan and timing for this plan to take place. We spent a lot of time in prayer, and we decided that in about two or three years, I would step away from my secular job and focus my time on ministry. We tucked away our plans, we continued to pray, and listen for more direction from the Lord. Well, recently, the Lord basically turned our neat, tidy plan upside down. We felt like he said, that's a great plan. But you are going to do it on my timing now. Just a few days later, I got an email from work offering me early retirement. I could actually, I could stay if I wanted to and keep my job and keep our neat, 
and tidy timing, or I can embrace the Lord's timing and step away. Chrissy and I spent much time in prayer, and we both truly believe this is God's timing. This timing did not fit into our perfect, neat, and tidy plan, but it is exciting to think that Jesus' answers are always better than what we could plan on our own. So we're excited that I will be stepping away from my secular job at the end of June and focusing full-time on ministry. And there is great peace in knowing that God is at work and the Holy Spirit is on the move. So we can learn a lot from Nicodemus' approach to Jesus and apply this to our own prayer life. He approached Jesus in humility, not seeking to give Jesus a list of what he knew or wanted. But instead, he allowed Jesus to speak. And Nicodemus went at a time when he knew there would be quality, uninterrupted time with Jesus. So he could really hear him. And we can seek true knowledge and allow Jesus to change our plans and transform our thoughts and ideas through the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.